Welcome to Podcasting Smarter, the podcast for and by podcasters. We interview podcasters for the real scoop on podcasting. Whether you're thinking about starting a podcast or have been podcasting for years, you'll find lots of inspiration, valuable lessons, and tips in our interviews. This podcast is brought to you by Podbean. Please visit podbean.com, the home for podcasters. So hello everybody, my name is Ronnie and I am here uh, for Podcasting Smarter here at the Fantastic Podcast Movement in Orlando, Florida. And I'm here with a special guest, if you would like to introduce himself and tell us about his work. Oh, hello, hello. My name is Gabriel Urbina. I'm a podcast writer and producer. Uh, I was the creator and showrunner for Wolf 359 and I've done a miniseries since then called Time Bombs. Nowadays I host a show called No Bad Ideas. And I do a lot of uh, freelance script writing for a lot of different audio fiction projects. Yeah, um, I really do enjoy all of the audio fiction that you've written. I know that you've written for, you. se- <laughs> for several different podcasts. Um, can, you, uh, can you tell us a bit about the panel that you were on today? Yeah, I was on a panel today with uh, Jeffrey Gardner and Eleanor Hyde, who are the executive producers of Unwell, and with Eli Barasa who is the um, creator of The Farm Meridian and works on the Whisperforge network. And it was a panel all about how do you get a great podcasting team together and how do you make sure that they work great together and how do you sort of make sure that everything is synergizing properly so that you can go out and conquer the world and make it your own. Um, It was a lot of fun. I would love it if you just conquered the world because I'm pretty sure that it needs someone like you right now. I would be a terrible, terrible dictator. I think Wouldn't that it that is. Wouldn't that make you a good dictator, though, no. if you were terrible at it? No. You'd be a benevolent dictator. I go drunk enough with power when I'm show running. I definitely do not need anything <laughs> of actual consequence uh, sort of assigned to me. I completely empathize. Uh, I was kicked out of a leadership role in a Girl Scout troop because oh my I God. got mad with power. That my, is great. I love that. Oh, yeah. My sister's like, you've gone mad with power. And it's like, I'm well aware of the fact. Uh, <laughs> so that's why Girl Scouts of America doesn't like me anymore. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. But, you know, it is what it is. It's how the community was working. So yeah. you were mentioning tight-knit communities. And I've noticed that you've built up a community both in your podcasting team and within just, like, the fandom of what you've created. Sure. So can you tell me a bit about that? Was it kind of like an organic thing, or was it something that you kind of, like, built up, or was it a mix of the two? It was um, really completely organic, Um, to the point that we were uh, surprised when it happened. Kind of me and uh, Zach Valenti and Sarah Shackett and the other people that worked on Wolf 359, we... When the show started, we kind of tried a couple of harebrained experiments about like, oh, we're going to do this kind of guerrilla marketing, or we're going to get people listening, and it's going to be awesome. Um, and none of it worked. Like, it had, if, if anything, people left. If anything, people were like, I was curious to listen to the show. But now, no. I have been annoyed, and I want to leave. Um, and kind of in parallel to that, a really amazing, really dedicated, just like really, really attentive and creative and insightful kind of fan community. Grew up on the Tumblr sphere um, back when Tumblr was a little bit more cohesive and a little bit more functional than what it has now grown up into. Yeah. Uh, And on the Twitter sphere. Um, But it kind of all happened around us. And one day we kind of, you know, somebody told us, what do you guys think about this conversation that is happening? We were like, 
there's a conversation? People are saying things? Oh, my God. Um, but no, like, the thing that we did was we did the podcast for a year and a half, and we tried our best to make it good. Um, and everything that happened around that kind of grew out of that. It's really funny that you mentioned Tumblr, because that's actually where I discovered it. Um, I'm pretty sure... So many people did. No, absolutely. It was the the real kind of, like... Um, the Evangelion of Wolf 359 really happened on Tumblr. Like, that was kind of like the platform where beyond, say, like, my mother or kind of people that we knew personally, that is where sort of, like, the discovery of the show really happened. Um, yeah. And it kind of reminds me, that's kind of what happened with Welcome to Night Vale. They really exploded, like, on Tumblr, and then they just Absolutely. got, like, millions of downloads, like, overnight just because mm -hmm. of the art that was happening. So it was really interesting to see it happen to Wolf 359, especially because I... Uh, on a slightly smaller yeah. scale than what happened to Night Vale, needless to it say. it was bigger. We all wish it was bigger because it was an excellent show, and I will go on the record having said that. Well... Yes, and I'm always kind of shocked by the amount of people that found it and loved it because we were making it with this ethos of we are doing exactly the show that we want to make, which means that we are putting in all of the weird things that we love and all of the strange things and all the quirkiness and all the oddity and all the wild swings from comedy to heartbreak. And we really made it with a little bit of this attitude of, well, it's what we love, but, you know, it's made so niche and so tailored for us the creators and the cast that who knows if anyone else will really drive with it it's maybe too specific to really find an audience um but no it it absolutely did find its audience oh. which i am routinely surprised and deeply grateful for you know and i'm sure if you ask any of them now we all will say that we miss wolf, wolf 359 but you have moved on to other projects and you've gone to write for other podcasts that's Can you right tell us a bit about that yeah i've had great experiences writing for other podcasts uh, with some creators who I really admire, some friends of mine. I got to write a um, mini-episode for Wooden Overcoats in collaboration with David K. Barnes, which was terrific. I got to write for uh, Felix Trench and Beth Ayer and uh, Tom Crowley, some of my favorite voice actors. Um, me and Zach got to kind of invade the Bright Sessions. We got to do kind of a like mini-episode that Lauren Shippen let me write, and that was... A ton of fun because it was really um, a very new experience for me because I'd never written something that was kind of like, you know, um, two characters that I'd never written before talk for half an hour. And it was sort of this like experience of, we sometimes call them radio plays. And this was the first time that I was really like, okay, I really feel like I'm writing a play now. Like it's kind of like lights up, action happens, dialogue, 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 and then like lights down. Um, so that was a great experience. And later this year, a new thing that I wrote for the Outliers podcast should be coming out. Uh, it's a piece of historical fiction in merry old England. So I'm super, super excited to see how that turns out. Well, I'm excited now, too. Dang. Yeah. Well, having worked on these other podcasts and just the collaboration with, you know, other creators and other voice actors and whatnot, uh, looking back at Wolf 359, is there anything you wish you could go back and redo or something you could go back and add to? Absolutely. Um, you know, there's me and, um, a couple of the other members of the team have talked a lot about, um, Wolf 359 feels like our grad school. So many of us met when we were in college. We all sort of like, we're taking classes together when we were an undergrad. 
And then after we did four years of undergrad together, we then did four years together on Wolf 359 and kind of learned a lot about producing, a lot about working with actors, a lot about administrating things, a lot about running an online store. Um, and I think that if you listen to the show sequentially, you can hear us grow. You can hear us learning lessons. And an absolutely important part of going to school is that every now and then you get an F. Every now and then you're like, wow, that did not turn out the way that it should. Um, and there are things that looking back, I want to change about almost every episode of the show. And not just kind of nitpicky, like, oh, I wish that this was mixed a little bit better. But kind of a lot of like, my writing was not as finessed as I would like it to be. My writing was not as sensitive as I would like it to be. This was written in a somewhat myopic way and kind of not seeing how this would impact certain people that are listening to the show or certain people that are even working on the show. Um, but really, I think that if you were just kind of like, you can go back and change one thing, I would love to redo the pilot. It is kind of the one that feels the most out of sorts. It is the one that feels the most like an experiment, whereas the rest of the show sort of feels like it's a co own cohesive thing, even with its road bumps along the way. So, no, there's a lot that I wish that I could change, but I'm also terrifically proud of the kind of growth that you see as we go forward in the show. Well, coming into this as someone who, you know, has a master's in English and knows what it is to create something, uh, the product that you created already was fantastic from a listener point of view, just because I don't know what your original vision was and how it changed in the translation of you writing it down and it being recorded. So we're never going to know what the exact product in your mind was, but it, I still think it was, you know, pretty fantastic. It's, ins it's inspired quite a few people. Thank you. And so thinking about all of the people that this has inspired, all the people that want to grow their own community, you know, within their podcast and within like a fandom around their podcast, do you have any advice for anybody? Um, yes, a couple of things. And sort of like the first and the one that you always kind of hear is be patient. Um, I think that everyone, myself included, when they start a podcast is at least on some level kind of like, we're going to put this online and three days from now it's going to be the new Night Vale. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and the, the hard truth is that we were making Wolf 359 for over a year before we started to get more than a couple of hundred downloads, period. Um, and so kind of really go into it with kind of this ethos of if the only people that ever listen to this are me and the cast and our uncles when they have time. Are you going to be okay with that? Are you going to be getting something interesting out of it? Are you going to be growing? And if the answer is yes, then it is absolutely worth doing. That is kind of my practical sort of, you know, manager expectations advice. Um, my creative advice is push the medium forward. Sort of like really think about like what are things that you aren't seeing in audio fiction and what are things that you would like to see in audio fiction. And what are things that other kinds of storytelling do well that you don't see happening in audio fiction? And try to see if you can bring stuff in. Try to see if you can kind of expand the boundaries of what's possible. We spent so much time playing with, can you do a montage in audio fiction? Can you do cross-cutting between different scenes in audio fiction? What about a flashback? How do you do a flashback when you kind of don't have, like, the visual reference? Uh, can you do a dream? Can you do, can you do an episode where the characters can't talk? Like, what does a soundless episode of a podcast look like? So 
really kind of like be curious and be excited to try out new things. Very cool. Well, that's kind of the end of my questions here. Is there anything that you would like to say to all of our listeners? No, I think that that about covers it. And thank you all just like for giving uh, podcasters whether they are fiction or nonfiction shows kind of a chance to come into your lives and to be heard. You have no idea what a huge impact it's had on so many people and so many creators. Well, I appreciate you first off, and I thank you so much for coming and sitting down with My us here at, at Podbean and Podcasting Smarter. It's been a joy to see you and to talk to you again and to like actually meet you in person. So it's really cool. It's been great. Well, this has been Podcasting Smarter with Podbean. We're still here in Orlando, Florida, but you guys take care and have a fantastic day and peace out. Thanks for joining us for Podcasting Smarter. You can check our show notes at podcast.podbean.com for links and details. Please like our podcast, leave your comments, and help us spread the word to other podcasters so we can bring you more great episodes with podcasting tips and inspiration from fellow podcasters. If you want to connect with other podcasters or get interviewed on this podcast, please join our Podcasting Smarter Facebook group. We look forward to welcoming you to the community. Happy podcasting!